Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Purity of Intention. Many long centuries ago, on the shores of Galilee, his disciples and the multitude gathered there, and they heard these words. Take heed not to do your good before the eyes of men, in order to be seen by them. Otherwise, you shall have no reward with your Father in heaven. Those words were meant for Joe Bigley. Big Joe, they called him. He was well known in our town. Everybody knew where he lived. The big brick house on the corner of Elm Street and Green Park Avenue. Cost him $75,000 to build. It's 59 now, a little on the stout side. Well, that's all right. He's got it made. He figures his wife ought to be proud of him. His wife, Clara, who knew him when, and who's been beside him all the way up. And now Joe starts wondering why she's so quiet sometimes. What's the matter, honey? Nothing. Nothing at all, Joe. My cigar bothering you? Of course not. I shouldn't. It's a good one. Down a quarter apiece. I think I'll send the boy for a couple of boxes. He doesn't smoke cigars. You can hand them out to his clients, impress people. 
Why does he have to impress anyone? He's doing all right. Honey, what's eating you? Joe, I was at the meeting yesterday. You know, Women's League. It was about the big drive for the new recreation center the church wants to build. Yeah, I know all about it. You know what Mrs. McCarthy said? <laughs> How should I know? I wasn't there, honey. Well, we're going to need a lot of donations. And we started making up a list. Mrs. McCarthy said your name ought to be on top. Well, sure, honey. That's where it usually is. Somebody needs a donation. Yes. But I know what she meant. She meant you'd want your name on top of the list. Well, well, yes. But why, Joe? Why? Honey, you're awfully generous. I know that. You'd do anything for almost anybody. Just so long as everyone knows you're doing it. What's so wrong about that? If I do somebody a favor, i got a right to let people know, haven't I? Tell you what, Clara. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to donate $5,000 to your committee. How about that, huh? That ought to open a few eyes. That's right, Joe. A donation that size should open a few eyes. Because everybody will know about it. And that makes Joe feel good. It's a great feeling. If he's a little bothered by what his wife's been saying, Joe's got an answer for that, too. He's setting an example. Of course, nobody will give as much as he's giving, but maybe they'll give just a little more than they wanted to. So Joe can justify himself. A few days pass, and somebody comes to his office to see him. You, uh... You remember me, Mr. Bigley? Well, what do you know? Clem? Clem Pulaski. I used to work for you once. Clem Pulaski. So it is. What do you know? Honest, I wouldn't have recognized you, Clem. That's a fact. Well, I've, uh... I've changed a little. Well, Clem, you're nothing but skin and bone. I... I've been in prison. Prison? Yeah, that's right, so you have. How long was it, Clem? They gave me ten years. I got two years off for good behavior. Ah, oh, that's great. Just great. Must have been rough, eh? <laughs> it wasn't very pleasant. You have to be behind those walls to know what it means. I suppose so. Cut off from everything. Everybody. Knowing you're just like everybody else there. A criminal. Well, it's over now, Clem. I'm not sure it is, Mr. Bigley. You paid your debt to society. Yeah, I'm still Clem Pulaski who was sent to jail. Mr. Bigley, I need a job. Yeah, I guess you do have to think about a job, don't you? I need one badly. That's why you've come to see me, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's see. I'll tell you what, Clem. Let me think about it. I mean, let me look and look around and see what I can fit you into. Okay? Oh, thanks, Mr. Bigley. Thanks. I'm not promising anything, mind you. Oh, I understand. But uh, I'll give it some thought. I'm very grateful. Well, you stop by in a couple of days and we'll see what we can do, Clem. 
poor fellow. You look bad, Clara. Prison must be an awful thing, huh? You want some more coffee, Joe? Oh, no, no more, honey. Are you going to give him a job? Well, no, I'd like to, but... Seems to me it'd be a Christian kindness, Joe. Yeah, I suppose it would. But you know how people are. I do my business harm. People might not like an ex-convict working for me. What's a man supposed to do when he comes out of prison? Starve? Or go back to crime? Well, I don't know what he's supposed to do. Maybe he should think of all that before he does something that puts him in jail. Oh, still, Clem needs another chance, Joe. He, he's not a hardened criminal. I don't think it'll hurt you to give a man like that a chance, dear. I think everybody here would think a lot more of you. Yeah. Mm. Got a point, I guess, honey. Well, I'll turn it over in my mind, I guess. Anybody call today? Nobody in particular. Oh, except a Mr. Bradford. Oh, yeah, he finally got me at my office. Is that the real estate man over in Canyon City? Yeah, he's trying to sell me some acreage. Oh. Maybe I'll drive over and take a look at it one day this week. Well, let's look at a couple of TV shows before we hit the hay. So Joe thinks about giving Clem Pulaski a job. That's fine. What was it his wife said? Something about people thinking a lot more of him for giving an ex-convict a chance to find his way back into decent society again? And Joe Bigley is the man... Probably the only man who could do that for Clem. Because if he turned him down, everybody in town would turn him down. So, the way it looks now, Joe holds a man's future in his hands. He can reach out a helping hand, or he can let him fall by the wayside. After all, he's nothing to Joe, just another man. He thinks about these things. And when Clem Pulaski shows up in his office again... His mind's pretty well made up. You told me to come back, Mr. Bigley. Uh, yeah. How you been making out, Clem? Well, I guess I've been waiting to see you. No job inside, sight, And nobody's offered me one. You been around, Clem? I, I mean, you look for something to do? Yeah, I've seen a couple of people, Mr. Bigley. But they don't have any openings. Not for me, anyhow. Well... I've been thinking it over, Clem. I guess you got nothing for me either. Oh, now hold your horses, Clem. I didn't say I've got nothing for you, did I? No, sir. Well, there you are, then. Not the kind of fellow to refuse a helping hand. You ought to know that. Well, you mean... Of course you... I mean. After all, we went to school together, didn't we? Right here in this very town. Yeah, look at you, look at me. Well, I've had the breaks, Clem. Oh, I'm not saying I haven't worked hard. I have all my life. You've got a lot to be proud of, Mr. Bigley. I've done all right for myself, Clem. Or I wouldn't be in the position I am now to help you get on your feet, would I? Oh, I'm, I'm grateful. Well, I'll tell you, Clem. Sure, I've got a job for you. Not much of one, but it'll bring you in a paycheck every week, and it won't be hard work. Clem, I've got a new construction job starting about a mile along Meadow Lane. I could use a night watchman. Does that suit you? You bet it suits me. Well, the job's yours, then. Oh, I can't tell you how grateful I am. Forget it, Clem, forget it. Glad to be of help. Well, when can I start? Tell you what we'll do. I'll have to get someone to take you out there and show you around. You can start tomorrow night. How's that? Oh, that's just fine. That's just fine, Mr. Bigley. Great stuff. 
Joe feels good about it. He's given somebody less fortunate than himself a fresh chance in life. He feels a glow. He's done his Christian duty. It's a great feeling. Joe, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Oh, come on now, Clara. I think it's awful. Oh, now, look, honey. Just for once, Joe. Just for once you could have done something nice for somebody without... Oh, Joe. Golly, Clara, you don't have to carry on as if I'd committed some awful crime. read this newspaper. I don't have to read it. I know what it says. Ex-convict to get second chance here. Many of us recall Clem Pulaski being sent away to prison eight years ago. Most of us forgot him, but not Big Joe Bigley. Joe did not forget. Yesterday, Big Joe called this newspaper to let us know he'd given Clem Pulaski a job. A job as night watchman. Oh, what's the matter with you, Joe? Well, golly, Clara, what's all this shooting about? Why did you have to call the newspaper to tell them? There was nothing wrong with that. Wasn't there, Joe? Nothing wrong with it. Joe thinks about it. He's a regular churchgoer, and he has a Bible in his home, and through the years he's read every word there is to read in the Bible. The Sermon on the Mount. Our Lord's words, Matthew 6. Matthew 6, paragraph 1. Take heed not to do your good before the eyes of men in order to be seen by them. Otherwise, you shall have no reward with your Father in heaven. Remember, Joe? Newspaper was right about one thing, Joe. Most everybody had forgotten about Clem, but now everybody's been reminded, and a lot of people who didn't even know who he was know all about him now. They know he's been to prison. Ah, uh, service time. Don't you see, Joe? See what? That for just once you could have. What? Oh, what's the use? I sure am popular in my own house. Joe, be honest. Honest? Yes, be honest, Joe. Why did you give Clem Pulaski a job? What kind of question's that? Is it one you can't answer, Joe? Of course I can answer it. All right, answer it. I gave him a job because he needed one. Is that really the reason? I don't know what you're talking about, Clara. I don't understand you anymore. Joe, you gave Clem a job just because you wanted everybody in town to think what a fine fellow you are. You couldn't wait to call up the newspaper. Now, that's the truth, and it won't do any good to, to deny it. Well, I'm not exactly denying I called up the newspaper. I just never thought about it the way you're putting it. Oh, Joe. You sure can twist things around, Clara. I don't know what's come over you lately. Joe's saved by the bell, the doorbell. Because just then it rings, and he's glad his wife will have to drop the subject. For a while, at least. Only when the door is opened, he sees it's Clem Pulaski. He can see something's wrong, so he invites him inside his house. Asks him into the living room. Clem, would you like a cup of coffee? No, no, I'm not staying that long. But thanks, Mrs. Bigley. Oh, you've certainly got time for some coffee. Well, uh, sit down, Clem. 
What's the trouble? I have to quit. Quit? Oh, it's all right. I told the foreman he's already got somebody to take my place tonight. You got something better to go to? No. Well, then... I have to leave this town, I guess. I thought I could come back here and start all over again, but it's not working out. Well, what's the trouble, Clem? I just got to go somewhere where I'm not known, that's all. But I did want to thank you for offering me that job. Mm, say, Sorry, Clem. I won't stay for any coffee. I'm pulling out tonight. I'll get a bus and maybe go as far as Chicago. Nobody knows me there. That's too bad, Clem. Yeah. Well, I'll be getting along now. Thanks again for everything, Mr. Bigley. Any time, Clem. Just any time at all. Uh, say, uh, you need a little cash? No. No, thanks. I can manage. his town. He came back to it. It was home. Yeah, but it wasn't working out for him. Sure wasn't. I suppose you blame me. I'm just awfully sorry for that poor fellow, that's all. Well, I have to drive over to Canyon City, honey. Tonight? I talked to that fellow Bradford, the real estate guy. Told him I'd run over and have a talk with him tonight. You want to come? Mm, You'll be talking business. No, I'll stay home, Joe. I'll write a couple of letters. with Joe. By this time tomorrow, Clem Pulaski will be just a memory. And his wife will stop talking about him. Now he puts his hat and coat on, puts a few extra cigars in his pocket, and gets into his nice, big, shiny car. He sets out for Canyon City. It's not far, maybe about 12 miles. Drives along Meadow Lane. It's been raining. Road's a little slippery in spots. He doesn't mind. He's been driving most of his life. He lets his thoughts wander. Passes somebody on the road. A man walking. Doesn't even see him. Then he feels it happening. A grease spot on a wet road. Pulls out of a skid. He straightens out. Then he hits another oily patch. This time he can't do a thing. He feels the car skidding out of control. I can't! when they brought you home. A cart turned over in the ditch. Yes, I know. I was pinned under the wheel. 
I couldn't move. I, I couldn't even yell for help. Honey, I... I was in awful pain. I, I thought I was going to die. Oh, Joe. I sure thought my number was up. But pinned under the wheel. You weren't pinned under anything, Joe. You were on the ground away from the car when they reached you. You must have crawled out. No. It was that fellow. There was someone there. He got me free from the wheel and dragged me out of the car. So that's how it was. Well, then, he must have been the one who called the police and told told them where to find you. Nobody could have known I was here. I could have stayed there all night, pinned under that wheel. I owe this fellow my life, maybe. Don't you know who it was? No. Well, didn't you see him? I saw somebody. Well, I was feeling so faint, I... I couldn't make out who it was. Didn't he say anything to you? I don't know. I don't... I don't remember to, uh... Yeah. Yeah, he said something. Take it easy, Mr. Bigley. Yeah, that's what he said. Then it was somebody who knew you. Must have been. Sure. Well, whoever it was, he's bound to call up to find out how you are, I guess. Yeah, that's right, honey. He'll call up. Joe's lucky. He's not badly hurt, just shaken up and a few bruises. A week of staying home and he'll be feeling fine again. Something bothers him. Who was the man who helped him that night? Saved his life in all probability. So far, he hasn't called. You'd think he'd want to know how I am, wouldn't you? Maybe he knows. Yeah, that's right. It makes you wonder, hmm? Wonder? How different some people are from others. What do you mean, honey? You needed help real bad, Joe. Somebody who knew you came along and helped you. He didn't even hang around for so much as a thank you. Funny kind of gink, if you ask me. Is that what he is? Oh, you know what I mean, honey. Regarding you, you know how to make a man squirm. Well, take it easy, will you? You should squirm, dear. What? Well, what's the matter? Matter? Take it easy, Mr. Bigley. Take it easy. My golly. Well, Joe, what is it? My golly, Clara. Suddenly, it's awful quiet in Joe's house. He just sits there staring, staring into the sound of a voice. He heard the voice before. Belonged to the man who had helped him. Now in his mind, he hears it again. Take it easy, Mr. Bigley. Take it easy. Clem. It was you, Clem. What? It was Clem Pulaski. I just remembered his voice. You did? Yes. It was him, all right. I'd swear to it. And he's gone. I don't even know where he is. I feel bad, Clara. I feel awful bad. 
come home to Joe now. He's face to face with something he's always despised. Modesty and purity of intention. Clem Pulaski did what he was able to do and he went his way. Joe feels kind of cheap and ashamed, but he has a problem now and he's got to square things. So he takes a trip. He's away from home a full week. Honey, I bet I contacted every employment agency there is in Chicago. I even advertised. And you couldn't locate him? I couldn't find hide a hair of him, Clara. That's too bad, Joe. But you tried. I've got to keep trying, honey. Oh, Joe, it'd be so nice if you could find him. He's going to need a reference to get a job. He's going to need somebody to vouch for him. Maybe he'll give my name. Yes, dear, he might do that. Then I'll know where he is and I'll be able to do something for him. I mean, I could do something for him without his knowing it was me. You think that might square things? Joe, dear, Clem will make out. Somebody will give him the kind of chance he needs. There's always somebody with heart. You don't have to square things with Clem, Joe. You you have to square things with yourself. Yes, you're right. Darling, it's your intention that counts when you do something for somebody. And if your intention's good, you don't have to worry about who knows what you're doing. Just the same. I wish I could locate him. Maybe it's better if you don't. Maybe it's better this way. doesn't change overnight, but he does change, for the better. It was his wife who made him understand, but then his wife knows her Bible, and the words that Christ uttered nearly 2,000 years ago still ring clear all the way through the ages. Take heed not to do your good before the eyes of men, in order to be seen by them. Otherwise, you shall have no reward with your Father in heaven. I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill, through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. 
You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Greymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 